We are all unique, and how each of us moves through life by working with the unseen, spiritual parts of us looks different. If one way you access support is through books, and you haven't tried the Soulquake Survival Guide yet, today's a great day to try it before you buy it. Head to the show notes where I have a link for you to receive a free PDF of the first chapter. Enjoy the first chapter, and if you love it, you can find it on Amazon Worldwide in paperback, audio, and ebook. Your journey matters, my friend, and reviving your connection to spirit in earth-shaking times can be a game changer. Welcome to Enthusiastically Spiritual. I'm your host, Teresa Schantz. I am an enthusiastic soul passionate about the spiritual part of life. Spirituality today is like an indulgent dessert buffet filled to the brim with unique offerings and services from amazing souls around the world. Join me in chowing down on some mini morsel bites to satisfy your spiritual sweet tooth starting now. In today's world, there are a multitude of ways to tap into and understand yourself, your purpose, and expanding that out to the relationships you are in with others. The challenge navigating the path is with so many options in the world today. If you feel that way, then you will love today's episode and the path my guest has created to support your unique journey. My guest today is Courtney Miller, founder of Willow's Bloom. She uses astrology to help others connect with their soul purpose, business purpose, and their loved ones. Using a blend of traditional, modern, and evolutionary astrology, she creates a reading experience that not only focuses on the influences of our past, but the desired evolution of our soul and higher self. It's her mission to help people understand themselves, their gifts, and their partners in order to help others live fulfilling, aligned lives. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited to be here. I'm super excited. We'll tell the listeners that today is the new moon in Aries. And would you like to share anything about the energy? Because I've got chills as I say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this new moon is interesting. Um, It does begin the astrological new year. And it's starting off with a link to the past, though. It is the, the sun and the moon are right next to each other in the sky in the sign of Aries. And they're also next to an asteroid called Chiron, which is linked with some wounding of our past. And so I think that this is actually a lot about clearing and moving past some of the things that may have made us feel insecure or stopped us from growing bigger to some extent, because Aries is all about being bold and trying new things and being adventurous and going after what we want, kind of like the warrior spirit. So it's almost like we have to tackle the inner demons to then go after what truly lights us up. So I think that this is going to be a big new moon for, for healing um, and moving past a, some certain blockages that have held us back in the past. And this being the new moon of the new astrological year, mm-hmm. um, to my understanding, it sets the energy of what the next 12 months is going to be like. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just starting off a new cycle. and so. I don't necessarily think that that means it's going to be the whole year of all healing, but I do think that it it has a new chapter and a new story where we're starting off on that foot. And so I do think it impacts it um, significantly by helping us finally kind of break through some certain walls and barriers that we might have imposed upon ourselves. So I'm hoping that it's a really liberating new moon and indicating uh, a liberating new year 
And I think that this is the year of the water tiger, which is also quite adventurous in spirit. Uh, if you follow the Chinese zodiac, so that should be interesting as well. That's really cool. And so one thing to consider about this episode is that whenever it actually comes out and my listeners get it, it's going to be infused with Aries energy. So it won't be the mm-hmm. same, won't be the Aries sign. We'll be moving into another one, but it will be infused in this powerful energy. So I want to really make sure that my listeners know that, that, hey, this, this is filled with Aries energy when we're taking it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, hey, Courtney, I want to talk to you about how did you find astrology? Because I love the pathways of how people find what they're passionate about. So would you like to share a little bit about your journey? Yeah, I think that's always a fun story too, is kind of like how people discover their loved ones or their career. And for me, I feel like for a lot of astrologers as well, I kind of found it at a point in my life where I had a lot of questions and not necessarily a lot of answers. People typically turn to astrology in low points in their life. And I think that's what really drew me to even be a practitioner and to help people you know, move out of that phase. So I had just moved from a foreign country and had a big breakup and moved back in with my parents at 25. And it was all very strange. It was like this weird vortex I entered into in my life. And I was so passionate for so many years about teaching English and traveling abroad and teaching it online. And I just realized that I wasn't having enough emotional or spiritual connection to my work. I loved my work. I really did. I love teaching. I love languages, but there was, it was missing the depth that I was really looking for. And so when that low period kind of happened, I was able to really tap in with myself and ask myself what I truly needed and wanted. And so it was maybe like a year after that, that I started actually learning astrology super in depth um, and studying it to learn my chart. Whereas before I was like listening to astrologers and reading books and kind of dabbling and having fun. And then uh, a year later, I got super into it as a hobby. I actually didn't start off wanting to do that. Um, and I kind of realized it all come, came full circle because astrology really is a study of languages um, of the stars, like the language of the sky. So I felt like it utilized my same skills and talents, which you can see in my birth chart, but has the depth of the spiritual aspect, the psychological aspect, the emotional aspect that really draws people in. And so I felt like I had kind of put on the perfect pair of jeans and they fit just right. And I was like, okay, yes, this is it. (laughs) This is what I want to do. But it was definitely an uncovering process that took a really long time and wasn't something that just presented itself right from the beginning, right when I started practicing. So I think when people kind of are discovering their purpose, it's so helpful to know that it takes some time for things to unfold rather than just knowing from the moment you try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I also was thinking back to like, I can't even remember when I had my first chart done. And all I remember is I went to this astrology conference in Hawaii and they asked for people to, you know, volunteer their charts. And so they put my chart up on the, um, the big screen when there was probably like maybe 50 people in the room And I was like, I mean, something in me was like, everyone is seeing me because they all knew about astrology. You know what I'm saying, Courtney? So like astrology, I mean, it's your, it's my soul. And on that, you know, on that chart and where I've came and what I'm here to do and et cetera. So it's really a personal thing, but it can be so life-changing to understand for myself who I am, what I've come to do, you know, what, what, where the sun is in my chart and what, and all the aspects. So, um, I guess I just want to share that because I just was trying to think back, like what was the first time I really found out about my chart? And it's so, 
astrology is so complex, but it does meet the individual where they're at at the moment. Like you're saying, like, you know, it takes a while to uncover. And that's kind of what I felt for myself is like, every time I go dive into it a little more, there's more information or more insights. And so have, did you find that for yourself also? Oh yeah. I mean, just like you can never learn every word in the English language and read every single book. Same thing with astrology. You will never know everything. You'll be learning it your entire life. And I think that's something as a Gemini son, that's very exciting to me is that there is this element of constant discovery and curiosity where you can find new layers to your own chart over the years and then to your client's charts as well. So it's really exciting. And so what made you hone in on like relationships and soul business purpose and that? Because there's so many ways you can go with astrology, but I know you really specialize in those areas. Yeah, I just recently started adding into or diving into relationship aspect for my clients, but mostly I focused on life and business purpose up until now because I feel like I just wanted to, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. So I just wanted to master, you know, everything that I was looking at. And so when you dive into relationship astrology, you are then timesing everything by two or even three charts instead of just looking at one chart or maybe even two charts if you're looking at transits and things. And so I wanted to make sure I really, really mastered the foundations of looking at one person's chart and fully understanding them and what they're going through before I add another layer of what about them interacting with this person and the day that they met and the future of their relationship. Um, so yeah, I started off kind of in that way. And I really felt like what makes life wonderful is love and also career because I'm super career oriented. So I, I really just felt like those are things that I care about. And so I think that's kind of what everyone cares about, honestly, that mm -hmm. and like children and money, but those are really not my forte. So. Well, and I can appreciate that because a lot of astrologists just do a generalized and they don't hone in on a specific area. So I myself can really appreciate like just being, I, I'm working with relationships. I'm working with, you know, the soul or business purpose of what this person's doing. That's mm -hmm. really exciting because then you can really hone in on that and understand more about it versus, I mean, you could still obviously do a generalized chart, but really helping people in those areas is really important. And for myself, I believe that we're all here to be in relationship, to learn and grow. So mm -hmm. having those types of key relationships is really important in our lives and understanding them to the depth that astrology can take it to is exciting. Mm -hmm. So before we met, I had talked to you and, and mentioned that um, in 2012, I went through, was it 2012? Yeah, 2012. Um, is that right? Or did I say 20? I think you said 2017. Yeah, my Wait. bad, 2017. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, you're like, oh crap, Teresa, I got the wrong one. <laughs> no, it's 2017. <laughs> yes, yes. And, uh, and so much happened in that year that um, oh, I want, you know, I brought it forth with you to kind of share a little bit about how you would look at my chart and my current husband's chart and, um, and all that kind of transpired from there. So I'll let you kind of share a little bit about what you found in yeah. the charts and Oh. Yeah. So um, basically what I did was I first looked at the synastry, which is basically two people's birth charts together and kind of seeing how you guys interact and the conjunctions and the oppositions are usually the strongest points where you can see really where things start to play out in your relationships. So I looked at that um, as well as something called a chart overlay, or it could be synastry as well, where you look at where you know, one person's planet falls, like which area of your chart it falls in and the other person's chart. And that kind of shows what area of life 
they light up for you. So you might have someone who brings a lot of career opportunities into your life or who makes you want to have children and things that you've never wanted before or have experienced before. Another person can stimulate within you. So I looked at those and I also looked at the timing. So I'm looking at the transits that each of you individually were experiencing at the time of your meeting. What's interesting is that you guys went through a similar kind of disruptive element a few months before your meeting. So yours happened around May of 2017. You had Uranus uh, passing over your Saturn and Saturn is actually your relationship planet in your chart. Um, So when I look at somebody's relationship planet, this might get a little bit confusing if you don't know any astrology. So just bear with me. But if you use whole sign houses, um, you can look at the sign that starts the seventh house of relationships mm-hmm. and the planet that rules that sign will be your relationship planet. So you might want to like look that up if that's something that's way over your head, but it shows you a lot more than just looking at your Venus. Everyone talks about Venus, the planet of love. Yes, that's super helpful. Um, but also the planet that rules your seventh house is going to talk about your love. So when you had Uranus pass over it in May of 2017, this is going to shake up your love life. It's going to shake up that foundation, maybe make you want more freedom, more independence, um, more spaciousness, more authenticity, more aliveness in your life. And then I found it interesting that that happened. And then right after that, in July of 2017, you had had Jupiter come in and make a really beautiful sextile to your natal Venus, which is giving you an opportunity for love. So I can see how there had to be some mix up, some shake up in your kind of uh, foundation of relationships in order for that new opportunity to bear fruit. Um, do you want to share anything about that? Before yes, I, talk I about do. Tom? Thank you. You're okay. so intuitive, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> I will just share that the beginning of May, um, I went through a huge thing with, with someone in my family. And after that, my energy shifted and I was done with being with that family. Like mm-hmm. I, I, like the energy broke open and I was preparing for what was going to happen in July, even though I didn't know consciously. So you're spot yes. on. Yes. I got chills. I say you're spot on. Yes. May was huge. Yes. Yeah. And Tom had a very similar experience because actually where your Saturn is, Tom has his moon. So when you guys went through, when you went through through that experience, Tom went through around a similar time period. Um, His was a little bit before his took place in March of 2017, but he had Uranus pass over his moon. Um, And the moon has a lot to do with the home, the family, our emotional stability, our upbringing, our, our relationship with women and with our mother in particular. And so whenever I see Uranus go over the moon, I'm seeing somebody who's shifting on an emotional level or a deep internal level and maybe realizing certain elements um, of their of their needs that weren't being met in some capacity. Um, and so I could see him really examining the inner workings of his life and what was contributing to his emotional stability or lack thereof. And so I feel like that shakeup kind of happened then and maybe around March time. And then in July, he had some interesting things come in. First of all, he had Saturn trining the moon. So it's like, all that destabilizing energy within himself, within the home, it all became stable again. It all became like firm again. Like he had some ground to stand on at this point. Um, And so his emotional maturity kind of kicked in or his home life stabilized in some way that made him feel good. Um, He also had 
Venus and Jupiter, Jupiter making an exact trine with his son, which presents new life opportunities. It's not always going to indicate a relationship, but it definitely indicates like a new path being opened up for him in his life that he has a choice to act on uh, or not, you know, whatever you want, because there's always an option there with Jupiter. And then, of course, I saw some other elements um, of the sun and Mars squaring his natal Mars, which is actually his relationship planet. So both of you guys were undergoing some, some aspects to your relationship planets around this time. So I think it makes a lot of sense that you were having some, um, you know, big changes in that area of your lives. So as far as for Tom, um, I don't know specifically what happened, but I do know that around that time frame. So we we met up at an event in um in Iowa, a spiritual um retreat, and around that time he was getting the offer of coming there. So mm. I so there was a lot of of you know like do, do I go? What do I do? And so different things were going on. So he definitely was having some, some inner stuff going on then, and um that is so fascinating. So fascinating. Yeah, because with us meeting, he could have definitely said no and moved on and did his thing. But it was definitely a huge life shift for both of us. Yeah. So this was something that you guys were planning, like you knew each other beforehand or you met in July. We met in July. We have known each other. It's been, we think about maybe two lifetimes, but we we came together that back then and, you know, to like our souls yeah. knew when we were going to come back together, we had to make all these plans and do our things. And so it's been a couple of lifetimes. I think the last lifetime we were together was in the Calvary. And so he mm-hmm. left and, and never came back. So there were, and there were many other lifetimes we tapped into also, but so mm-hmm. this lifetime, no, we didn't know each other until 2017. That's awesome. I love that you guys have done your past life regressions or however you've done that, because mm-hmm. I think that shines so much light and insight onto the dynamic that exists now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also the depth that people don't understand that it's uh, well, unless they understand that they're a soul and they've been here before and et cetera and all that, but that, yeah, we're layered karmically. We're layered together in all kinds of time frames, time zones and whatever, however people want to, you know, understand that. And it's important to recognize that. I mean, a lot of people say like with the deja vu thing, like, oh yeah, like I know you, right? Like the soul to soul and so much more prevalent these days that the connections are just like almost immediate. Like I just know you, you know? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when you see someone's chart, you can really tell, um, I mean, there are a number of indicators, but oftentimes you will have aspects between like your sun and that person's moon or vice versa or their ascendant. And that's usually when you feel that kind of click moment of like, gosh, I just, we're so similar. I just feel like I've known you my whole life. Um, that especially happens if like their moon is the same as your sun sign. Mm -hmm. And I have that with my brother, for example, and we're just so different, but yet we're best friends. And, uh, I think it's, yeah, it, it's so cool to look at synastry of all types of relationships to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I really wanted, I, th- I thank you for doing that with Tom and I and just giving yeah. that sense of um, of understanding bigger picture and letting um, the listeners know how you work with the charts because it's super cool. And I would like to, to dive a bit into transits and um, under and sharing with people about, you know, how the transits of where we're at now and how that affects, you know, how it can interact with the birth chart. So if you'd like to share a little bit about that, Courtney, that would be awesome. Yeah, I actually have a personal anecdote about looking at transits and how that kind of can play out helpfully 
in relationships. Um, I was dating somebody and he was experiencing a transit, which if you don't know what a transit is, it's basically looking at where the planets are nowadays in relation to where they were when you were born. And they make aspects or angles between, you know, where they are now to where they were when you're born. Um, And so the planetary aspects generate energy and that somehow affects our lives. (laughs) How that works, I don't know, but there is something going on there that the ancients knew about. And so when we see transits, like having Uranus go over your relationship planet or your moon, or um, with my ex at the time, having Mars opposing his natal Uranus, these are all things that create this desire for change and freedom. Um, so, or maybe you have a Saturn transit and you're desiring to settle down and have commitment and stability in your life and maturity, like kind of going on to the next phase of your life. Or maybe you're having a transit with Jupiter and you really want to travel and um, learn and study new things. But basically these transits will show you kind of the chapter that you're in, the energy of that time period, the slower moving planets create longer chapters, the faster moving planets create really short chapters. Um, and it imprints on the energy of that period. And so basically you can start to understand the needs of your partner by understanding the transits that they're experiencing. And so when I was dating someone, he had his Mars opposite Uranus transiting. And this was a time when he needed some kind of change in the relationship and space And if it weren't for that, I actually think we would have broken up. And I don't think that we were meant to break up that early, but it was because I could see what he needed that I was able to meet him halfway with compassion, with understanding, and not trying to force him to feel or be differently in that moment than he needed to be. Um, And so I think it allows us to respect a lot of our cycles of time um, and like the natural cycles of the universe and everything like that. So transits are really powerful. Definitely. And um, what I kind of understood what you're saying too, is it helps with your direction in the mm. bigger picture of life. And what was coming to me as you're talking is, you know, as important as it is to understand the relationships of others that you're interacting with, but it's really important to understand yourself and what you're Absolutely. going through at the moment. So I'm, I'm sure you're, you agree, right? <laughs> Oh yeah. It's helped me tremendously to just be like, why do I have so much anxiety? Why are my relationships, you know, feeling like they're on the decline or improving? Um, I think it gives the context and it also gives you the time frame. You know, when is this going to end? Like if you are in a downward cycle, maybe in your relationships, maybe you're having Saturn conjunct your Venus and you're supposed to be at that moment experiencing what it feels like to be more isolated, to feel less supported, um, to have to overcome some hurdles and realizations about yourself in a relationship. And so it can show you a lot about, like you said, the direction that you're meant to go in. And it's kind of like having the map instead of just feeling like things are just happening to you and you don't know where you're going. It's kind of like you have some kind of map and some kind of purpose and understanding of the why. And it allows you to kind of, like I said, enjoy whatever part of the cycle, maybe not enjoy, but at least accept whatever part of the cycle that you're in um, and learn the most from it. And I always like to see like, and there's knowledge in power and understanding. So the more that I understand about myself and my journey and what I'm going through, the more I can embrace it and I can be enthusiastic or I can, you know, if I feel like crap, I can be feeling like crap and knowing why. <laughs> so it's another, I, I just love astrology and it's just such a profound tool to access. And so some, some of the listeners that maybe have not, um, 
ever had a reading, share with you like some of your um, your sessions or what you might offer someone that goes, I don't know, what should, I don't know about my life and I need some help. Hey, Courtney, how can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that I'm somebody who likes to go deep. So people will come to me and they'll have these questions like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Uh, you know, where am I'm in this weird phase of my life or whatever it is. And I really try to get down to what their soul came to this life for, you know, what are they here to balance out from the past? What are they here to learn? And sometimes we have careers as vehicles in which to learn those lessons. And other times the career is kind of adjacent or not necessarily part of that. And we're here to learn about maybe some karma around money or karma around family dynamic or whatever that is. So I'm kind of here to point out um, both your natural gifts and what you've come to express, but also what your soul really wants to work on, especially if you've had maybe some skip steps, which we talk about in evolutionary astrology in past lives, maybe some unlearned lessons, some things that you are definitely coming back here to do again. And I just don't want those souls to have to repeat and repeat. So I am here as kind of like a mirror to show them, you know, what is so beautiful about their life and maybe what is unattended. Cause sometimes we want to steer clear from the hard stuff. And so that's kind of what I try to draw people's attention to um, because it's the easy, it's the stuff that comes easy to us that, you know, is not necessarily, it's nice to hear, but it's not necessarily the most profound thing to get in a reading. Um, so I try to have a mixture of both of those things. Oh, I like that. And like you said too, when you found astrology, you were in a place where it, it, you needed, it met you and you got some support and some inspiration from, you know, understanding more about yourself. And I think that's a big part of astrology is that yes. it just offers this, I call it a blueprint of, of my soul and what I'm here to explore yes. and experience. And, and so I can just take that and work with it my whole lifetime, which I just love so much. Yes, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. So I would like to, um, willowsbloom.com is your website. Tell me a little bit how you got Willow's Bloom. What is that about? <laughs> no one's <laughs> asked me that before, actually. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, I, I've never really wanted to have kids, but I always loved the name Willow. And so I decided to name that my business. I was like, how can I express this, this word that I so enjoy in my life without, you know, having a child? Um, and so I, I chose the name Willow because I felt really drawn to it. And then I started to do research actually about the willow tree and just how profound it is. It's actually a very sacred tree. Um, it's extremely flexible, but yet durable. It embodies a lot of the, um, I think feminine kind of intuitive aspect of my work. And I think it just shows a lot about how resilient we are. And, and so I fell in love with kind of the symbolism behind the willow. And then the bloom aspect is just kind of helping people bloom and flourish into their highest potential. And that's what I feel like astrology really does is it recognizes our innate gifts and and beautiful blueprint and what makes us unique. And it allows us to be super authentic and bloom into that person's best version instead of what society kind of like said, tell us is the ideal version of ourselves. And giving that hope and that inspiration through that exploration of unfoldment, right? Yes, absolutely. 
super cool. I, I was just guided to ask you that question. So it's nice <laughs> That's to say so if cool. anyone ever asked you again, you know, hey, I've got to ask that one other time. But and I know you have got a beautiful YouTube channel and all the um I'll have all this in the show notes, but I was watching your video yesterday on the Aries Moon. So good job on that. It was awesome. Oh, thank you. And you also have a, a podcast, Astrology is Real. So that's a great place to tap into and get some more insights on astrology and and you know through the Courtney, the Courtney Miller way, right? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh I felt randomly called to name it Astrology is Real because how can how can I feel like after you listen to these episodes and you discover your chart and you really dive in, how could you not say it's real? Not how could you say it's not real. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. And what I like about you too, Courtney, is that you're very practical. So, you know, I mean, like I'm all cool with the woo-woo and all that stuff. It's all, there's a place for it. Right. But I mean, like practicality, yeah. hello, how the hell do we get through this life and how do we work through, you know, all yeah. the problems and challenges and all the things going on collectively. It's like, dude, work with your chart, be practical about it. And here's, yes. and, you know, like laying it out in front of them. Like, here you go, you know, go at it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's actually such a core aspect of my personality. And it's, it's been very helpful, but a little bit detrimental because I think with astrology, you know, I'm looking at it like, how can I be a problem solver? Like, how can I help these people, you know, get to where they want to be? And astrology can help get you there. But a lot of this is um, personal work. And I think that's been one of the biggest things that I've had to kind of realize and let go of is that even though I can present information to someone at the end of the day, the only way that people change their lives is through their own will and their own decisions. Um, and so I'm just here to help facilitate with anything I can. And yeah, hopefully people can get something out of it. Definitely. And I like to say walking your talk and you are the best person to go out there and do it because you're doing your own work. So gangbusters on you. Good on yeah. you, Courtney. <laughs> That's my Australian slang. So, <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. It has been so wonderful in this dynamic Aries energy and just sharing space and, and letting people know what you're out there in the world doing, because you are obviously making a difference and you're sharing it. And I love astrology so much. So thank you so much, Courtney. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you for listening to another episode of Enthusiastically Spiritual Podcast. I absolutely thank Courtney for coming on today, sharing her love of astrology and how she works with her clientele to support their journeys and helping their relationships, their life purpose, their business purpose. It is an amazing way to tap into another tool to support you on your journey. So until next week, Please remember to support this podcast if you'd like to and buy me a coffee. There's a link in the show notes as well as please subscribe. And so you're not missing any upcoming episodes released every Tuesday. So until next time, just remember that life is too short to not be enthusiastic about your unique journey. Believe it or not, when you arrived back for another life, you were enthusiastic to be here. If you've lost that enthusiastic feeling, well, there's a way to reawaken it. It's by embracing a bigger spiritual picture of your life as a soul and igniting the feeling of spiritual freedom within. So if you are ready and needing some more enthusiastic mojo for your life, 
follow the link in the show notes where you can access a free video series created by the Wayshowers College and start recapturing the enthusiasm you have within for your unique journey.